Welcome to the Phenomenal Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why and what it takes to build a phenomenal and fulfilling career that stands out. I'm your host, Just Jazz, career success coach and tea lover who believes you can do this work and more with a dose of reality, curiosity, challenge and intention to enable you to show up and go get the growth your career deserves. Welcome to the second edition of Monday Morning Tea with me, Just Jazz. This is the space where we take some time to unpack some career growth topics, to be super real about it, and also sip some tea. So, of course, if you are joining, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm just sending a few waves out um, as we are live. And as we did last week, I want to encourage you because we're going to be here for a little while. Plug me into your headphones or, you know, press play while you're making breakfast, getting the kids ready, whatever that looks like for you, because we're going to be spending some time together this morning. And the thing that I want to unpack today is what you believe and do. This is something that's really, really important. This is something that comes up a lot um, in my work with clients when it's really about finding the next step or finding out why we know what the next step is, but we haven't maybe made that next step. Those things can be so easy um, to, to happen. You, you get to that point in your career where you wonder why you're stuck or you wonder what's going on, you know? Why can't I do the thing that's on my vision board? Why can't I do the thing that I keep putting on my to-do list? And quite often we can find the solutions and exploring the connections between what we believe and really understanding how they can shape what the things we go on and do are. Um, and ultimately, especially when it comes to finding your next step as well, good morning, Alexia, um, this can be really helpful to understand the what, 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 why and the how of the things that we do as well. These are all just powerful ways for us to ask ourselves questions. So this is what I mean when I say, grab your notebook, put me in your earphones. We're going to be together for a little while this morning because as a coach, you know, I love a good question. <laughs> so the first thing that I just want to share, so I'm going to share it through about three key points. In fact, four key points that I want you to just remember. And then of course, like I did last week, this full recording will be available on the podcast and will be on my feed later on this week. But I want to jump straight in with the first thing. What you believe leads to what you do. This can sound really simple. Everything that I share is going to sound super simple and it's meant to. It's often the simplest things that we forget. And when I say what you believe leads to what you do, what I'm referring to is the fact that our beliefs can propel us forward or they can actually hold us back. And this is something that is referred to by coaches as limiting beliefs. And I want to let you know in this moment that it's not a woo-woo term and it's also not some sort of silver bullet reason why you're getting stuck. Um, Just like I'd be wary of any coach that says, it's your mindset all the time. I would be wary of any coach that says it's your limiting beliefs all the time. Sometimes it genuinely is, but we want to make sure that we're, again, not getting into that space of attaching labels to ourselves um, or kind of looking for that one size fits all. Because there will be reasons why your beliefs are getting in your way in the same way that there's reasons why your beliefs make you extraordinarily motivated to get something done or capable or equipped or confident in getting something done. Quite often, it's important for us to just look back 
at what beliefs are and where they come from. And the reality is some of our beliefs are gathered through experience. Last week when talking about asking for help, we can walk away with a belief that we shouldn't ask for help or we can't ask for help simply from having an experience of asking and it not working out. And we walk away with that belief of, I can't ask for help. Asking for help doesn't work. Asking for help is for suckers, as I said last week. So it's important to understand the beliefs that we've gathered from our experiences. And again, when we're looking at our beliefs, it's about understanding, is this serving me? How is this serving me? If it's not, let's let's find a way to discard it. And naturally, that's something that you can do during coaching or you can do that through journaling. You can do that in any way that you like. But ultimately, these are gathered through experience. Others were socialized into. I want you to think about the things you heard growing up about yourself, like, you know, hearing about people like you or people of your gender, right? I work with ambitious women. Quite often we have grown up with um, beliefs that are socialized into us about what we can be and what we can do. Um, We even see that happen when um, women decide to have children. All of a sudden, all of these people have opinions on what you're able to um, achieve or you're, you're capable of or what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing and what is there for women like you or people like you or whatever it is, right? These are things that belong to other people, but they put them on us and we've just absorbed them by osmosis almost, right? Also, when we think about what is said about people like you or indeed different to you, there's so much that's absorbed by osmosis that then begins to inform those beliefs which again I said your belief what you believe leads to what you do ultimately the research says that by the age of seven seven right seven most of our beliefs are formed this can explain why much of us spend most of our adult lives trying to unravel the problematic ones because they got ingrained early and again what you believe dictates what you do. So if you've picked up a belief age seven and you spend the next years, you know, you spend maybe your teenage years proving proving those, those beliefs, you hit the age of, say, 21 and you decide, OK, that's not really serving me. It's going to take um, a certain amount of time. I'm not going to say it's going to take the equal amount of time because that's definitely not true. Um, but it's going to take a certain amount of time, intention and focus to unravel that belief because you've lived in it. You stepped in it and you set up camp. So it's really, really important to understand that it is going to take work to unravel any problematic beliefs. Some of you have beliefs about what it is that you can achieve, how you can show up, um, how confident you can be, how you can step into something new or not. Some of you have an ingrained belief that you don't even realise is holding you back. So it's really important for you to be curious about what these beliefs are. And it's the same reason why we have therapy, we have coaching, we challenge ourselves, right? We we go ahead and understand bias, we challenge the stereotypes that we hold because they have been there since age seven or, um, you know, or shortly thereafter, The other thing that I want to point out, so we've already established that what you believe impacts what you do. Who you are leads to what you do. And this is very different. This is really us understanding that how you see yourself is so, so, so important. Um, And you know, quite often when we think about how we see ourselves, we're talking about confidence and confidence is definitely the sexier topic. But I want to take a moment on self-esteem. 
right? We haven't spoken about self-esteem or quite often we hear about self-esteem and we hear about it in terms of, oh, that person's got low self-esteem or I've got low self-esteem, right? We hear about it only in one particular way, kind of in the same way that we hear about confidence, right? She's very confident, he's very confident, they are very confident. But self-esteem is very connected to confidence, but it's different. It's actually defined as an individual's subjective evaluation of their own worth. And worth is something that we don't spend a lot of time thinking about. We maybe venture into the land of worth when we start looking at things like money mindset. We start looking at things like toxic relationships. We start looking at things like boundaries, right? We start to ask ourselves, am I worthy of boundaries? Am I worthy of this pay rise? Am I worthy of this opportunity? right? And only you can answer that question because I'm sure I'm not the only one here who's been told by others that you're worthy. In fact, you've been tapped on the shoulder to say we've created this for you and you run away because you don't deem yourself worthy for what is in front of you. You don't deem yourself worthy of the opportunity or anything like that. And really self-esteem is about the beliefs that you hold about yourself. So before we were talking about the beliefs that you hold about others, about the world, about what you're capable of achieving, these beliefs when it comes to self-esteem is what you believe about yourself. And as, as I said, it's connected so deeply to worthiness. You can also then understand what your self-esteem is in terms of when you experience feelings like triumph, despair, pride, shame, um, you know, all of those things, right? Do you beat yourself up a lot? Do you, um, you know, is, is that something that you do habitually, right? How long, you know, when we talk about emotional states, do you ever feel proud of yourself? And again, like I said, this is different. This is, this is, completely self-focused, self-fueled, because I'm not asking you if other people feel proud of you, because I'm sure they do. But when it comes to your self-esteem, if your self-esteem is not there, you will find it hard to believe what they say about you, right? You'll feel like they're they're making it up. That's not me. No, you're just saying that because you're my friend, right? This is something that happens. Um, Thank you so much for adding in the chat there. So, yeah, this is something I've experienced. It's something I had to battle and just learn to get out of my own way. 1000%. That's what all of this is about. It's learning to get out of our own way. And quite often that starts off with understanding where we are in our own way. I think so often, you know, I'm somebody who's a lifelong lover of personal development. And quite often it can always feel like the solution lies outside of you, or there's some sort of framework. There's some sort of tool that will just, you know, resolve everything and it will dissolve, right? But I could read the most amazing book that inspires me and gives me lots of experiments and things to try and implement. But if I'm still getting in my own way, in ways of my self-esteem, in ways of my procrastination, in ways of my low confidence, in ways of um, me not taking the time to understand what I do believe and how I see myself, none of it's going to work. I will still get in my own way, right? And these are some of the ways that we can sabotage ourselves in our lives and in our careers is by not owning up to the fact that, hey, that was all me. That was me. I saw the email. I didn't reply. It was me. Like, I'm not even going to lie and pretend that it got lost in spam. No, no, no. I read it. I freaked out and I didn't respond. 
that level of honesty and candor with yourself is important to moving out of your own way because then you understand what you're moving And like I said, some of this movement can happen in coaching. Some of this movement can happen in therapy. Some of this movement can happen with a good old heart to heart with a friend who won't let you bullshit. Right? These are some of the ways. So it's important for us to understand that. And it's really important for you to understand what you deem yourself worthy or capable of in the first place. We can all sit down in January and do vision boards. We can sit down and set goals. At the beginning of each month, we can set targets. You know, um, those those that are in my career clubhouse membership, every quarter we sit down and we set our focus. We do focus planning. It's wonderful doing all of this. But if you haven't done the work to understand what you deem yourself worthy or capable of, you will either create a plan that you're disconnected from, because you don't feel like you can achieve it in the first place, or you'll create a plan that is small, that is tiny, that is not audacious, it is not um, bold, it is not true to what you actually hold in your heart as an ambitious person, as a person who wants more and wants to drive forward. You will sell yourself short, you will make everything small. In fact, you will shrink absolutely everything that comes your way. Heck, people will come to you with the opportunity of a lifetime And you will say no to them if you haven't done the work to understand what you deem yourself worthy or capable of. Because ultimately, that's the work that we do as well. As we live out our lives, we then begin to reset those beliefs. I didn't think this was possible last year, but it's possible this year. Wow, I wonder where I could be next year. This is so, so important. And this is why it's so powerful when we see someone share things in common with us doing great things, right? when we think about representation, right? Or when we think about how we feel when we see somebody who grew up in the area that we grew up do amazing things, it starts to challenge us, right? And not in an envious way or in a like, um, I don't know, like in a negative feeling way, in an inspirational way of, wow, we share something in common and you didn't let that hold you back it's possible for you it's possible for me right these are the things that become quite powerful and they start to flip the switch as we're watching those things happen right and in this sense we're inspired and to a certain extent we try you know in that moment we kind of for a snapshot we borrow the self-esteem of others we borrow the confidence of others but more than anything them living their lives challenges us to live our lives at a different standard And again, you want to be careful that you're not doing this in a way of comparison or envy. You're doing this in the way of what can I take from this? What can I take from this? What can I, what can nourish me from what I'm watching in this moment, from watching this other person's success, you know, and understanding that we're all created equal. (laughs) Like, you know, um, they are not a special unicorn. They will probably be the first people to tell you that they're not, right? There is always a pathway And I think, you know, going back to the whole point of who you are leading to what you do, it's important for us to ask the question, who are you? We don't ask it. Like, who are you? We don't ask ourselves that question. And anyone who does ask you that question tends to be met with a blank stare. When was the last time somebody asked you who you are? And I don't mean like as in a bumped into you and then I'm waiting for you to say, oh, I'm the head of blah, 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 or I'm the manager for blah, 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 right? I mean, who are you? And I want to challenge you this moment, this morning, um, and of course, if you're listening back on the podcast, I want to challenge you to take a moment to share who you are. 
And this doesn't need to be like some shiny, sexy pitch. That, no, it can be an amalgamation of your character, your roles, your relationships, your beliefs, your values, everything. I want you to take a moment and whether you want to do that right now on the live or whether you want to do it outside of it, um, you want to write on a post-it. What is the total recipe of you, right? What words can you string together that I could give to a stranger or indeed give to a friend and they would instantly recognize that as you? Who are you? And as you answer that question, you should hopefully be able to understand in turn how each of these things have led to the action and inaction in your life and your career, right? I'm going to I'm going to share um, the work that I've done with a client. Um, and this is somebody who's in the Career Clubhouse membership. Um, and one of the things that she sort of set as a goal when joining was starting to see herself as an entrepreneur and as a person with a fulfilling career. Because she had gotten to a space where she had only seen herself as a parent and a mother. And because she only saw herself as a parent and a mother, she didn't carve out space for herself. She didn't carve out space for her ideas. Um, Or indeed, she didn't feel worthy of that. She didn't feel worthy of being the multifaceted, brilliant woman that she was. She felt like, I'm I'm just a mum, right? And I'm saying this to somebody who doesn't have children, right? So I want you to walk with me here (laughs) in this, right? Motherhood is one of the most important things that you can do if you choose to do it. Motherhood can and should definitely be your priority if that's what you choose, right? But just like any other role, it shouldn't wipe out any other part of your identity completely, right? Even if it does for a moment, that shouldn't be a long-term thing. If I'm talking to you and you're on maternity leave, hell yeah, (laughs) Guaranteed, right? I have friends that have children. I have relatives that have children. That baby is running the show. That is okay, right? But once they start running the show a little less, or once you set in those boundaries to say, hey, my partner's going to look after the baby. I'm going to need some help. I'm going to need somebody to come over so I can get a shower, right? That's what's happening when you start to realize, I need to still be me. I need to wash my hair. (laughs) I need to phone a friend, while my baby's sleeping, right? Those small actions and inactions, this is what I mean when I say action and inaction in your life and your career is all based on who you are. If you just see yourself as a mother, you will not give a thought. In fact, you will run away when your friends say, hey, do you want to go out for a meal? You'd be like, "Mm." I told you I'm a mother, right? In the same way, right, I'm using the example of motherhood and then deciding that you want to step back into your career. The same can be said of relationships. Are you just that person's spouse? Is that the be all and end all? Like when I ask you, who are you? Is that what you wrote? And then that's it. Like that's your full bio of like, of however many years you've been on this planet. Is this, is this how we're defining ourselves? It's so, so important And thank you so much for sharing that. So you're a mom and then you get stuck. Take your time and write the list. Go back to before you were a mom, right? And think, what would you write then? Because you're still the same you. You've added an identity. Adding an identity shouldn't wipe out the rest. That is not how we want things to mathematically work, 
<laughs> Mathematically, we want all of these roles to be able to converge and to create the richness of your life, the richness of how you show up in the world, right? And you decide the balance. But once you get clear on who you are, you then start to understand how that lives out your life. This is what happens when people say, I'm in a relationship and we have a date night. Because you understand that who you are leads to what you do. I am in a relationship, therefore I carve out time for it. I am a mother, so therefore I plan my schedule around my child. However, I am also an employee, so I also make sure that in my calendar, I go to work. I do work, right? Oh, I'm also somebody's friend and sister. So that means that I have phone calls during the week, right? Or I try and meet friends. I socialize maybe once a month. I check in. All of these things are important. So these are the things that I want to challenge you, no matter how difficult it is. And pay attention to what comes out first. Pay attention to what comes out first. When I ask you who you are, what role do you write down first? What trait do you write down first? This will be available on the podcast um, on Saturday and it will also be on my Instagram feed on, on Saturday. Awesome. So that was my second sort of coaching exercise. Um, so the next thing that I want to go into is... What you see is what is true for you. So I'm going to say that again, right? This is our second to last point. I told you we'll be here for a while. Press play. Make your breakfast. I'm coming with you. Take me into the shower with you. It's all good. (laughs) We're going to be here. What you see is what is true for you. Have you ever had somebody tell you something five times, but then you still don't get it until you get it, if that makes sense? right? They said it time and time again. They recommended it over and over again. And then suddenly the penny drops and it's all brand new for you. And you're just like, oh my gosh, to the point where you may even find yourself calling back up that friend and being like, oh my gosh, I just discovered this new, or just started reading this new book. And they bless their cotton socks. They are like, I have been telling you about this book for the past year, (laughs) right? What you see is what is true for you. This is the double-edged sword of perspective, right? This is what I'm talking about here. One of my favorite quotes to share at the beginning of any of my workshops is that a film watched 100 times is 100 films watched. So I'll say that again. A film watched 100 times is 100 films watched. This illustrates the exciting variety of perspectives that we have on any given thing, right? That's using a film. But at the moment, each of you are tuning into this or you're listening to this on the podcast and you're getting something completely different. Different things are standing out to you. And to be honest, different things you're completely ignoring. And that's fine, right? But understanding that this variety of perspectives are there, it also means that it can be difficult for us to agree on the film itself at the end of the day using the same metaphor right maybe you've been accused of having a selective memory or just not getting it right all of those moments can be illustrated by the fact that you can't see what isn't visible to you and I'm not even talking scientifically I'm just talking about perspective here perspective much of the work that we do in coaching sessions is changing your perspective, right? And not changing it to someone else's, it's about expanding it. 
It's about giving more time and thought and genuinely being open to feedback. And this feedback can come from your peers, your partner, your children, your friends. But being open to feedback is one way of doing it. And then again, like I said, giving it that time and that thought. That's what we do when we have coaching. That's what we do when we do journaling. In that moment, we take a moment to ask ourselves or challenge ourselves or ask others to support us in answering the question, am I missing anything here? And this is why this is a step that I really encourage you not only to ask yourself, but ask those near and dear to you. Because you may be surprised at the response, because like I said at the very beginning, what you see is what is true for you. So sometimes we need help just changing the prescription, right? That's it. Especially with what we were touching on before around getting in your own way. Sometimes you are so deep in the thick of what you're going through that you don't see how you're making things harder for yourself. Meanwhile, there's a friend who's a witness to all of this and they're supporting you and what you aren't doing. And again, last week I spoke about asking for help, so I won't go too deep on that. But they can see it super clear. They've been there long enough, right? They've been there long enough to go, hey, you're doing that thing that you do again when you freak out and you like go into this place where everything's broken and nothing is right. Can you imagine, and let's be honest, can you imagine what it would feel like for you to be stuck in the mud with whatever it is that you're going through and have a friend go, hey, you're doing that thing again. You're doing that thing again. It can be easier. I think it can be easier. Like, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that, right? Now, to some of us, that sounds scary as hell. Huh? What do you mean I'm getting in my... Like, I didn't ask you. Who asked you? And this is why I started off this statement to say, ask. Ask a friend in the same way that you phone them up and you say, oh my gosh, you wouldn't guess what happened. Phone them up and say, is there something that I'm missing? Is there something that I'm not seeing here? Like, help me, right? And you're only going to do that if you genuinely want help. Because sometimes we don't want help. We can pretend that we want help, but we really just want to vent. Or we really just want somebody to support or reinforce our perspective. We don't want anybody to challenge us, right? Sometimes it's not the time for challenge. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. But I want to encourage you to be brave and still circle back on that point and say, hey, I'm ready to get out of this thing and I am open. It's about being open to others' perspectives, Right? And it's about being open to their perspectives of you, of your situation, of what you're going through, right? That takes a level of vulnerability. But it will always be worth it. And again, you're not going to any and everybody with this question, right? Go to the people that you trust to tell you the truth. Go to the people that you trust and you are more likely to listen to who have the full story as well don't go to don't go to your work colleague about your relationship troubles don't do it they don't know the backstory they don't know your partner they don't know like why are we doing this why are we doing this when you do stuff like that you don't want help you want a pity party or you just want a listening ear right i'm gonna leave you to decide which one that is but once you decide that you want help ask the question is there something that i'm missing Because what you see is what is true for you. And I think also life would be a lot easier if we understand that about other people. So we'd give each other grace for the moments where they just don't get it until they do. 
So the last thing that I want to touch on is so, so important. And it's about focus. What you focus on or where you focus leads to what you create. So intention was pretty much my word of the year last year. It's such a big thing for me. It still is a big thing, even though it's not my word of the year. Um, I'm quite an organized person by nature. I love to create order where there's chaos. It brings a sense of, um, I guess, trust for me in the path ahead. And this intention and planning comes with priorities. And it rings true, right? This rings true where you focus, leads to what you create. It rings true. It's a thousand percent what happens in the fact that I, Jazz Broughton, although I have been apparently trying for five years, have not yet written my book. Where you focus leads to what you create. So, yeah. I want to write a book. I've been trying to write a book. It's been on my list, right? It's on the vision board over and over again. Um, In fact, if I'm honest, there's fragments of it. I have about 3,000 words to be precise, but it is not a complete work. It's not a book. And I have to be super real with myself in the fact that I didn't focus on it. Year after year, I focused on getting a new job. I focused on launching a membership. I focused on doing another training course for four hours a week. And I want to be specific about that because there's so many ways that we give ourselves excuses for not focusing on something because we don't. I don't have time. The same four hours that I found each week for the past nine months to do a coaching training course, I probably could have written a book. Right? This is where I have to be real with myself and I want to encourage you to do the same in the fact that I chose pretty much everything else. And whether that was by the plan, i.e. not putting it on the to-do list, not putting it on the goals, or by the action, giving myself this sort of, oh, I'll do it when I get time and not making time, I didn't focus on the book. Because again, what you focus on is what you create. Because I just listed off a ton of stuff that I focused on. I focused on launching a membership. I focused on getting a new job. I got a promotion. I focused on, I'm focusing on that again, right? I'm focusing on growing in my role. I focused on everything else. And that led to what I created. And it did not include the book because that was not a focus. Be honest about it. Before you jump into beating yourself up over not doing something, ask yourself, did you focus on it? Because so many of us are walking around angry, frustrated and mad that we didn't do all the things that we set out to do or, you know, we're getting we're getting mad, right? Mad with ourselves that we feel like we've written the same to do list three weeks in a row. Right. All of this negative emotion, we're building up self guilt, deprecation and all that good stuff. Heck, we're even letting it affect our beliefs about what we're capable of. Right. What we said at the beginning, we're letting it affect what we think we're worthy of. All of this stuff. We are letting this do some real and lasting damage before we've stopped to ask, did I focus on this? What am I focusing on? What did I choose to focus on instead? And I want to say choose. Life is not happening to you. Your career is not happening to you. Do not rid yourself of every single piece of of responsibility because you will never get to where you want to go if you believe that it's in the hands of someone else. Or if you haven't yet understood that the hands that it should be in is yours. 
take responsibility for your focus. Take responsibility for what you have created. Stop getting angry. Stop getting frustrated, right? Stop diving headfirst into this abyss of self-deprecation and guilt and blame and shame, in fact. Stop it and be real about what you're choosing to do with your time and your energy and your life. This weekend, I posted a post on boundaries. I said, sis, where are your boundaries? So many of us don't have boundaries and we wonder why we feel out of control. We wonder why Monday comes and we look back at our weekend and we go, oh my gosh, I did everything for everyone else. I'm tired. And for what? I would have preferred to do this or preferred to do that. Okay. Tell somebody, make a decision based on that. Ask yourself what you want and then do that. Do not wait for permission for that. Don't wait for permission to set something as your focus. Set it as your focus and ring fence that thing. And if it's not your focus, be honest with yourself and say, do you know what? This is not my, nah, it's okay. It can wait. Release yourself of the expectations that you are setting by not asking yourself or challenging yourself in certain questions. We have to realise that what you do and what you believe are cyclical and they support each other. That was my final point. Right? These are the these are the things that I want you to carry with you this week. What you believe leads to what you do. Who you are leads to what you do. What you see is what is true for you. And where you focus leads to what you create. If you grapple, get a handle of, dive into these simple truths, you will understand where you're getting in your way. You will understand what your next step should be, right? Because that's the context that I shared. I said, people come and they don't know what their next step is. They don't know what's blocking them. They don't know why it's so tough. They don't know why they're stuck in the mud. Explore these truths and how they show up in your life. Is your business not thriving because you don't see yourself as an entrepreneur? Are you getting into arguments because you're not understanding that what you see is what is true for you and what your friend sees is what's true for them? You're not understanding that. Are you willing life to be different? Is that where you are right now? It's so important for you to challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. You won't break. (laughs) Right? You won't break. And like I said, you can do this by yourself. Play back this episode. Grab your notebook. See what comes up. You can do this by yourself. But the main thing is that you do this and that you gain that understanding. So those are all my points for this morning. I want to take a moment to see if there are any questions or comments. We've been together for a little while now. It's been about half an hour. Um, So I want to take a pause and take a breather, sip some more of my tea and see what's coming up for you. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. As ever, let me know if any of this resonated with you. Right. I'm going to have this up on the feed later in the week. It's going to be on the podcast. I referred to the asking for help 
um, session, which we did last week. You will find that on the podcast as well. I want you to lean into that discomfort. Lean into it. You won't break. (laughs) You won't. You won't. You won't. Have a great day, everyone. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. For listening to this week's episode of the phenomenal career podcast where you hear the how why and what it takes to build a career that stands out don't forget to leave a review and reach out on social media to let us know what you think i'd love to hear from you did you also know you can work with me to create your own phenomenal career through coaching in the career clubhouse you can even invite me to work with your whole team through group coaching and interactive workshops check the links in the show notes for more info As ever, I wish you nothing less than a phenomenal career.